Hello fellow gamers and welcome to episode 6 of Next Level. I took a little break on Friday but I'm back and I've got some banging episodes coming up. Today I'm talking about the popular battle royale Call of Duty Warzone. This is a game that I have been playing quite a lot recently and I've been really enjoying the gameplay. This is a two part episode and for part 1 I'll be discussing the most important thing that you need in Warzone, guns. So loadouts are something that many veteran Call of Duty players will be used to. In normal multiplayer they determine your equipment and you can have multiple custom loadouts to allow you to choose whatever suits your level. In Warzone though, they are a little different. With it being a battle royale mode, you don't get to start off with these loadouts. Instead you need to hunt around for cash first. Once you've got a cool $10,000 on you or your team, head to a buy station. After you've purchased the loadout drop marker, you just have to find a quiet place to put it. Once it lands, you'll be able to choose which of your loadouts you want. So I will be discussing 11 of the best loadouts that Warzone and Season 4 have to offer. So starting with quite a newbie from Season 4, the CR56 AMAX. So I find that the best class for it will be the Monolithic Suppressor. You'll hear that name a lot today because it's a really really good attachment the XRK Zodiac S440, the Merc foregrip for that extra hipfire spread, the 45 round mags and the XRK CR56 stippled wrap. An ideal pairing for this gun would be an HDR on AX50 just for the long range because the CR56 unlike the Grau which we'll be discussing later, it's not that good at long range. The CR56 AMAX beats the AK47 at its own game with a great damage profile and a high rate of fire at the cost of a startlingly slow reload speed. But regardless of this downside, there's a lot to love about this assault rifle, which is good because it will take time to unlock the gun's full potential. There's nothing strange going on with our Apex AMAX loadout. As usual, we've opted for maximum range and bullet velocity with my long barrel and monolithic suppressor. As usual, I've increased the magazine size to help when fighting multiple enemies at once, and then I've given it some added mobility and control with the stippled wrap and the Merc foregrip. Sometimes the simplest solution is the best. Moving on to a sniper rifle, and there's that debate with the HGR and the AX50 which one's better. Personally, I prefer the AX50 because of its faster ADS time, but with the HGR it just hits that harder and the body shots count more. So with the AX50 you can either have the normal sniper scope that comes with it, but the downside of that is that the enemies, if they see you, they could see you even more because of the glint that comes off your scope. And so a way around that could be using the VLK3x optic, but this gives you less magnification. Again, the monolithic suppressor, the Singard Arms Pro, 9 round mags and focus, or you could use the Singard Arms Assassin for that increased ADS speed. An ideal pairings would be a Growl, an Odin or an MP7. The MP7 for the close range and the good iron sights, the Growl for the long range. I'd probably not use the Growl in this instant instance because it's quite good for long range and we've got the sniper for that. Or the Odin, again long range but hits hard. I prefer the X50 to the HDR but that doesn't mean I will ne always use it. In fact I've got a dedicated loadout slot for the AX50 on the days where I feel like having a slightly more responsive sniper rifle in my hands. Again we've removed the optic glint by adding the uh, VLK 3x optic like I said before and we've extended the range with the old favourite mono suppressor. 
but this time we've also opted for the largest possible magazine size. My thinking is that one of the AX50's benefits over the HDR is its recoil control. You don't lose sight of your target as easily as you might do with the HDR. So why not celebrate this with the ability to fire as many shots as possible in quick succession. Moving on to quite a... Um, it wasn't in top tiers before but it definitely is now. So with season 4 the ground got nerfed and then this LMG called the Bruin Mark 9 came into the spotlight. So this is a really hard hitting gun, time to kill is crazy and also unlike the other LMGs you can actually turn this into a, an AR with a slow mobility with slow mobili mobility because you can have magazines put in there instead of actual clips instead of actual belts. You can just have the 60 round mag instead of the 200 round belt. This puts it uh, higher than other LMGs. The attachments I'd use on it would be the APX5 holographic sight, but I might change this up to the VLK 3x optic or the hollow corp sight. The monosuppressor, again, the XRK Summit 26.8 inches on the barrel, 60 round mags and the skeleton stock for that easier mobility. Or you could use no stock, but that would put your recoil control and aiming stability down low. With the 60 round mags, the Bruin is nippy enough that you can justify also using an HDR or AX50. Alternatively, you could make up for its close range weaknesses with an MP5 or MP7. It is a strange choice of Bruin, as it turns out when kit out correctly, the Bruin is one of the strongest guns in Warzone. Extremely accurate, very high DPS and unbelievably quick reload times for an LMG. The list goes on. The secret to the Bruin's success is the 60 round mags which drastically increases ADS speed, movement speed and reload speed, allowing us to justify the use of the mono suppressor and a 26 inch barrel, to extend the gun's effective range into sniper territory. The ace in my pocket always used to be the PKM, but the mobility was bad, the gun that no one seemed to realise was absolutely incredible when kitted out correctly. Now the Bruin has superseded it in almost every way, give it a try you may be very very pleasantly surprised. Now moving on to a very very OP gun, it's come up the ranks and I would say personally it's the best floor loot you can get apart from the MP7 and also it is a great thing to have, believe it or not despite it being a semi-auto AR it, was, it is great as an SMG. So the attachments I'd use on it is the APX5 holographic sight which takes um, it takes its inspiration from the Forest Shadows rare blueprint for the foul, the monosuppressor, the XRK marksman, 24 round mags and the tac laser. You may want to swap out the 24 round mags for stippled grip tape because just with the foul without any ammunition attachments it comes with 20 mags and because of how hard it hits and it being a semi-auto rifle that's if you have good aim that could be enough. For me, I would ideally pair that with a Bruin, depending if you use no stock on it. If you're using, if you're using it as an AR, have an MP7 as its pair. But if you're using it as an SMG, a close quarters weapon, have a Bruin, a Growl, or an M13 as your main weapon. So it, the, the MP7, I'd personally use that because it would be perfect as a close range counterpart. So recent buffs to the foul have left everyone a little doubt as to the dominant semi-auto rifle in Warzone. With its high rate of fire and punishing damage per shot, you'll be extremely lucky not to come across a foul or two in a late game Warzone match. 
The key to a great file loadout is to maximize its damage range, which is pretty much the only statistic in which a file does not emerge dominant compared to the SKS or EBR14. So we've opted, I've opted for the mono suppressor and the longest barrel, alongside a boost to our magazine capacity so we can make proper use of its high rate of fire. The sight is probably my favourite scope for guns like this, allowing you to compete with snipers without sacrificing ADS speed. And finally we've gone for the TAC laser, quite an underrated attachment, to make us as speedy as possible so we can keep those HGR and AX50 users from taking their shots. So yeah, really good loadout that one. Now going back to a newbie that came out in season 4, this is, has the highest rate of fire in any guns, any ARs, any SMGs, any gun. So this is the Fennec. Now the attachments I'd use on the Fennec is the ZLR Sabre, the ZLR 16 inch Apex, the 40 round drum mags, now this is a necessity with this gun because of its 1000 per minute rate of fire you really need these extra ammunition so you can spray and hopefully hit your shots, the stipple grip tape and sleight of hand perk. So the ideal pairings for this gun would be the Odin, that would definitely be my pick because of its slow rate of fire therefore you can, and its long range abilities, you can go for those long range kills instead of using the Fennec or, uh, and the Growl for those long range and close range kills because the Odin kind of excels in both areas. This provides the medium and long range strength that you are lacking with the super short range Fennec. So the Fennec was added at the beginning of Season 4 and it's essentially an MP7 push to the extreme. Its claim to fame is that it has the fastest fire rate of any gun in Warzone, but to counteract this it has a low mag size, high recoil and side to side bounce, and its bullet velocity and damage drop off stats make it an extremely close quarters weapon only. You absolutely need the 40 round mags for the Fector, because you burn through ammo so quickly with this gun. Your other priority should be increasing your bullet velocity as much as possible, so we've gone for the Sabre and 16 inch barrel together, which also significantly increases damage range and suppresses your shots for good measure. And finally we ma will maximise your time spent spraying with the stippled grip tape and sleight of hand perk. Now moving on to the ground, now this was the top tier weapon for so so long. But with its recent nerf in Season 4, the Growl is not going to be dropping off the top tier of Warzone weapons anytime soon. This AR is still a veritable laser, capable of defeating even entrenched sniper over 100 meters or more, and you really don't need to do much with it in order to make it this way. So the attachments I'd use on it is the basic monolithic suppressor, the Tempest 26.4 inch Archangels for those juicy iron sights, the Commander foregrip for the aiming stability, the 50 round mags and a weird one, the perk frangible disabling. I've spent many many hours racking up kills with the Growl, it's a great gun and this is absolutely my strongest Growl loadout so far. I've opted for the Archangel Barrel over the others simply because its iron sights are so wonderful and it saves you having to attach an optic. You may also question the use of the off-meta frangible disabling perk, but this is one of the very few weapons where it is not only viable but astonishingly, astonish, astonishingly powerful. A single shot to the legs and because this is an AR, a leg shot, leg shot deals as much damage as a body shot, will almost completely lock down the enemy. And with the incredibly accurate growl, a moving target is going to be the main reason you miss your shots. Take that disadvantage away and they're as good as dead. Now going back to the snipers, the HDR. 
So the HDR attachment to RDs on this would be the VLK 3x optic for the increased ADS speed but also the uh, no glint for the enemies to see during the battle royale. The mono suppressor, the 26.9 inch HDR Pro, the FTAC champion stock and the focus perk. I'd pair this HDR up with pretty much anything you like. My personal favourites would be the Growl or the MP7. Now everyone has a stance on the HDR versus AX50 debate, but I always fall firmly on the side of the bulkier AX50 and that's for one simple reason, the ADS speed. But the HDR really hits hard and this is by far the best loadout I've found so far. The first steps are easy, remove that awful optic glint with the crisp and clean VLK3x optic and add a monolithic for added suppression and range. After that it's a toss up between focus and presence of mind perks, but after the recent nerf to the penalties of holding your breath for too long, I'm not too fussed about increasing the duration. And I've been screwed too many times by aim punch not to have focus on my side. And finally, the FTAC champion stock, to give me some subtle but very welcome aiming stability and steadiness. Now moving on to a gun that kind of replaced the growl, despite the growl still being top tier, but because it got nerfed recoil wise and damage drop off wise. So this is the Kilo 141, now I love this gun, this is one of my favourite ARs to use, it hits hard and the advantage is, is that the growl in most ways is just a little bit better, but thank goodness that the Kilo has one very very clear advantage, it gets 100 round drums, you heard me, 100 round drums, that's moving into LMG territory. So the loadouts are, well, the attachments even I'd use on the Kilo 141 would be the monocle reflex sight, the monolithic suppressor, the Singard Arms 19.8 inch prowler, the commando foregrip and the 100 round drums. In my opinion this is how the Kilo should be used, combining the handling and reliability of an AR with the mag size and spraying power of an LMG. I like to use the monocle sight with this setup because I want to minimise the amount of visual clutter so I don't lose sight of enemies during the 100 mag spray down. Add the usual mono suppressor and longest barrel to maximise the gun's range and the commander foregrip for a little extra control controllability. And this strangely amazing loadout is suddenly one of the strongest mid-range monsters in Warzone. Also with the 100 round drums, let's say you're dropping in and you don't have any good fully loaded loadouts, you'll just pick this up and you'll automatically have 100 bullets to spray around with, so you won't need to straight away go for ARs, you can go straight into fights. Now moving on to a gun that used to be top tier and personally I love it because of its capability of close quarters, mid quarters and long range. So I love the M4A1 despite it being nerfed quite a lot. So for the attachments I'd use on this, I'd again go back to the APX5 hollow sight but I'd actually love using the iron sights as well um, because th that way if I use the iron sights it's less visual clutter and also it opens up an attachment slot but each to their own. Then back to the Mono Suppressor, the Corvus Custom Marksman, the Merc Foregrip and the 50 round mags. I'd pair this with an X50 for extreme distances and you'll have one of the most versatile loadouts in Warzone. The old favourite M4 has seen better days with up and comers like the Growl and the M13 stealing much of its former thunder. But the M4A1 is still clinging to the top of the meta, striking a powerful and reliable balance between damage and handling. I feel like I've tried every possible permutation of M4A1 attachment combos before settling on this one. Here I've unusually opted for the second longest barrel, the Marksman, rather than the longest. 
because the weightier M16 Grenadier barrel just doesn't give enough of a benefit over its little brother to make the added bulk worthwhile. I've also gone for the Merc foregrip rather than the Operator foregrip, not just for the improved hipfire accuracy but also because the Merc foregrip it turns out as a startlingly positive effect on vertical recoil control. Try out this M4A1 class, you won't be disapp disappointed. Now, moving on to the M13, another AR which has a blistering rate of fire. Going straight into the attachments, I wouldn't use the iron sights on this gun because they're not that clean and I don't like them that much. So I'd either use an, a VLK 3x optic on it, a monocle, a GR mini reflex, or pretty much any optic you fancy. The mono suppressor, obviously, the Tempest Marksman barrel, the commander foregrip for extra aiming stability, and the 50 or 60 round mags. So an ideal pairing with this would be the MP7, it, because the MP7 is essentially the M13, but outfitted for close quarters combat. Having both will give you an astonishing rate of fire for any range. The M13 is another naturally accurate and low recoil AR, and one of the most popular choices for warzone loadouts. Its low damage, especially at range, is made worthwhile by its blistering rate of fire. With this M13 loadout, we're doing as much as possible to increase the mid to long range prowess of this weapon with the mono slash marksman double whammy. 50 round mags is no brainer due to the speed with which you can run out of ammo with the M13, just like the Fennec. And the commando foregrip is there to help control that gradual horizontal recoil during extended sprays. Unfortunately, there are no decent iron sights with the M13, so we sacrificed our fifth fifth attachment slot on the optics. The GI Mini Reflex is a solid favourite, but you could use the VLK 3x Optic for better recoil control, but it slows down your ADS speed. Moving on to the king of close quarter SMGs, the MP5. I absolutely love the MP5. The MP5 should purely be used in close quarters combat, so you'll need a reliable secondary to cover mid and long range uh, mid and long range combat, so pro probably the growl. Or maybe even a sniper, but you personally want an AR because with the MP5 you can't do any long range shots and sometimes a sniper is um, quite a disadvantage towards an AR that can shoot long range. So the MP5, the monolithic suppressor or an attachment I've been trying out, the monolithic integral suppressor on the MP5. Now this has proven to be slightly better than the mono suppressor, but it's hard to get the word out because everyone's hooked on that suppressor. But I'd use the monolithic integral suppressor. The commando foregrip, 45 round mags, tack laser and sleight of hand. Now, there are other people that have classes, instead of the commando foregrip, they have the merc foregrip to tighten that hip fire, to tighten that hip fire spread. And so when you're in close quarters, you will have to, you don't have to ADS as much and you can just spray and pray. Um, the tack laser for that increased ADS and aiming stability, or, and the sleight of hand perk for that increased reload time. But sometimes I swap it out for the FTAC collapsible stock, so it's better uh, as an SMG and as a close quarter combat weapon. The MP5 absolutely melts enemies at close range. It's quick, powerful, and reliable, as long as you can handle its decidedly bouncy recoil. But on the whole, we can treat it much like we treated the MP7 in order to turn it into a world class weapon. No barrel, again, unless you choose the monolithic integral suppressor, but they both keep you off the map and give us a little range boost. The commander foregrip is necessary here to reduce the horizontal kick of the MP5, 
and as always, we're going to improve the magazine capacity, because 30 rounds just isn't enough in Warzone. As for the final two slots, you can take the gun in multiple directions, but I like to improve its general handling and ease of use with attack laser, just like the MP7, and the sleight of hand perk, which speeds up the MP5's irritatingly lengthy reload time. Now, the MP7, as I just was talking about before, the attachments I'd use on that would be the FSS Recon Barrel, the Monolithic Suppressor, the 60 round mags, the Stipple Grip Tape, and Attack Laser. The Bruin, Grau, and Odin all provide excellent counterparts to the MP7, but you can sacrifice a bit of mid-range viability for the ever-useful HDR. The MP7 has long since been my favourite SMG. Gone are the days of the MP5 and the Org, though those are still wonderful close quarters beasts. The MP7 takes the cake, not only for its amazing rate of fire and ammo capacity options, but also its surprisingly controllable recoil. I know that the MP7 has a cap on its maximum damage range, which means it's near pointless to do our usual trick of double ramming the range with a mono and long barrel, so we're just gonna we're going with the mono suppressor this time and the FSS recon. And after expanding the magazine capacity and giving it my favourite optic for close quarters weapons, I'll put everything into ADS speed and sprint to fire speed with the stippled grip tape and tack laser. I know the laser is visible to enemies, but at the ranges we're talking about it really doesn't matter that much, and the handling of this thing is divine. Now the Odin which I was bigging up a lot, so this was the final loadout that I'm going to discuss. The attachments I'd use on this would be the VLK 3x Optic, the Colossus Suppressor, the Odin Factory 810mm, the 30 round mags and the Stipple Grip Tape. Considering the Odin's slow cycle rate and power over great distances, you may want to pick a good close range weapon, like the MP7 or MP5, but honestly, I love to pair this Odin with an HDR and just dominate the long range game. The Odin is probably always going to be my favourite weapon in Warzone, the hardest hitting full auto gun in the game. This beast can punish enemies with just a couple of shots and strangely is pretty viable at closer ranges too. I like to embrace the Odin's weight and sluggish handling, kitting it out with the heaviest attachments in order to give it the greatest range possible. One benefit of this particular setup is that you can get it really early on in terms of unlocker levels, minus the 30 round mags, but then the next best thing, the 25 round mags, can be picked up at level 13. So you don't even have to play much with the Odin in order to give it the best possible attachments and start decimating enemy teams at incredible ranges. Now those are the guns done, now we need to move on to perks and equipment. So I similarly spend little time on equipment for your Warzone loadouts, because it's mostly down to playstyle and preference. Personally, I swear by the old frag grenade or semtex, but you can also find great success with C4, particularly if you're about to be run over by a cargo truck. And molotovs are excellent for zoning particular areas, which is something you're not really able to do with any other lethal equipment. As for tactical equipment, I flip and flop between flashes stun and stuns because they both are equally powerful, but the harpy sensor has got to be the best because it's miles better than people think it is. It's like a shorter ranged UAV, but for free and forever. Personally, for perks, I run double time overkill and amped on almost all my classes, so I can have the faster sprint and also faster reload time for a more aggressive playstyle. Obviously, I also have some ghost loadouts, so when I get my loadout for the second time, I can be equipped with ghosts so people won't know where I am. EOD and Cold Blooded are also very fair perks because of the prevalent C4s and RPGs and thermal scopes or optics. So, yeah, 
that's loadouts for everyone these are the best loadouts that i think that are in warzone but let me know how you build your warzone classes by leaving me a voice message on the anchor app join me on wednesday for part two of cod warzone where i will be discussing top landing positions and some tips and stats i have been ali Suleiman, and this is next level for the gamer <laughs>